The following opinions and ideas are that of the host and or contributors of the Eat This podcast and are for the purposes of general information and entertainment only and do not necessarily reflect the thoughts or ideas of the distributor. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, we just toned our Vegas nerve, Chris, with all this laughter. My abs hurt, my eyes are streaming, and my face hurts from laughing. Nothing. This is like the best way to start this podcast. <laughs> Broadcasting to the world from inside her closet and high above the streets of Toronto, this is Eat This with Leanne. Here's your host, registered nutritionist, Leanne Philipson. The Vegas Nerve, part two, no less. Now, why are we talking about this and not exactly how to like navigate Las Vegas and what good food and drink that you can find while you're out partying and gambling? Well, because I want to introduce you to what I believe you need to know more about to take control of your health. Now, all too often I see clients who don't realize that they can feel better and what they've been dealing with health-wise that's slowing them down, causing them pain or not allowing them to live their best life doesn't actually need to be a life sentence. The vagus nerve has a lot to do with all that we talk about on this podcast sleep, digestion, mental health, the list goes on and on. And could this situation with your vagus nerve be the missing piece to your own health puzzle? Now we started this deep dive in episode 86. So if, if you haven't heard that, of course you can carry on here, but I'm going to highly recommend that you head back and listen to that. We laid the foundation of what is this vagus nerve and why the hell are we talking about it? What does it do? And really a lot more of what you need to know. We all have had tremendous feedback and of course had the million questions of, what can I do to fix my vagus nerve? So this is the perfect way to answer so many more of those how-tos during this part two. I want you to know how to support yourself, the steps that you need to take and what to focus on to tone your vagus nerve. That is apparently the way to support it, is to tone it. We'll get more into that with Dr. B again in this episode. My hope is, is that what we talk about to do with the vagus nerve really cements that the changes that you've wanted to make to maybe your daily routine or just your overall life, well, this will just give you that gentle and loving kick in the backside to make it happen. Because every single time when I see that there's motivation, when there's something that kind of literally hits the nerve, then change happens. And you don't need to completely overhaul your life. That's not what we're talking about. But it really is one intentional step forward at a time. That will bring way more change than turning your life upside down and thinking that everything's going to be better when you just do everything, which is too overwhelming, only to fall back into familiar patterns. 
So today on Eat This with Leanne, the Vegas nerve, how to's or part two. And of course, we're going to have Dr. B back on to help us navigate and learn and know what steps to take. With all that we talked about in the first episode with Dr. B and how involved the vagus nerve is with the whole of your body, just as a quick reminder, it's the 10th cranial nerve that comes right off your brain. The long list of what it impacts includes digestion and gut health, heartburn, if you've got reflux or GERD. Yep, this has something to do with the vagus nerve. SIBO, which maybe if you haven't heard of it, you probably might need to if you got some IBS type stuff going on and it's not helping. Just overall healing comes down to the vagus nerve. Your mental health, your sleep issues, including insomnia. Maybe you've got some dizziness. Your vitamin B12, if you're deficient there or didn't know that you were and then you find out, well, that has a lot to do with the vagus nerve too. That chronic inflammation, the aches, the pains, and weight loss issues, which really pretty much sum up the long list of things that my clients come to me. Not hopefully all of those things, but there's definitely one of those on the list when people come to see me. Now, this nerve is part of your parasympathetic nervous system. And really why it stands out, rightly or wrongly, is that there's more to know about it. And that's just what I really wanted to highlight because it's a bit of a, like it's out of left field really, isn't it, Chris? To just all of a sudden start talking about one particular nerve. Yeah. yeah. So you don't hear a lot about it. Like it's not one of those uh, buzzwords. I mean, if Ellen's not talking about it or 20 years ago, Oprah, no, yes. nobody knows about it. Exactly. So that's why we do what we do here, right? My friend, definitely talk about stuff that I feel that you need to know. And also just stuff that crosses, you know, crosses my path. And I think, ah. Yep, I want to share that and and pass it on. You are the Oprah of nutrition. I, I've I've always said that. <laughs> oh, oh, that's oh wow! You, you got own, that one, led. You got a couple of books. You can start your own book club. I could, right? Yeah, right. Maybe, yeah. maybe can an, flip between book one, book two. If we if we get enough uh, <laughs> listeners to this podcast, we can start giving away cars. You get a car, and you get a car. For now, it'll be you get a rutabaga, and you get a rutabaga, <laughs> or maybe a water filter system. <laughs> there you go. Right. So, all right, let's welcome back Dr. Davis Brockenshire, functional medicine expert from Innovative Health Solutions in Plymouth, Michigan, to go through what on earth do we need to do? What do we need to be aware of and answer more of your burning questions? So welcome back, Dr. B. I think we stirred up a whole bunch of questions last uh, in episode 86 when we talked about started talking about the vagus nerve and all the details. There's so much information in that episode. I myself listened to it again in preparation for this episode. I think people are like, I didn't even know I had that in my body, first of all. And now that you're talking about it, I can relate to it. And what am I supposed to do? about it because of course everybody you know it's like cause and effect and I really want to make this better but how do I find out so I think probably one of the questions that that I I know that I've heard is how do I know if my health issues are down to my vagus nerve like is there a test how do I where do I find the answers because I don't think my doctor's going to say yes this is your vagus nerve and and here's a pill go take two and call me in the morning you know anything like that so let's start there 
What a great segue. <laughs> Thanks for having me back, Leanne. Oh, it's, oh, it's a There's pleasure. There's a, a really good quote by a psychologist, and basically to paraphrase, that if you feel trapped in your own mind or your own body, then the overall health of your vagus nerve is poor. Mm. So if you feel trapped in any aspect of life, the stress of that is making you sick. And the nerve system that's used to combat that would be the vagus nerve, which means most of us. Right. Yeah, I can identify with that. Yeah. Yeah. If you have difficulty swallowing due to stress, um, if you notice that your ability to respond to stress is getting poorer, Mm -hmm. if uh, you woke up recently and just said, you know, what's the point? There's no point in this anymore. Why am I here? Who cares? Don't ask questions. Might as well do this again. You know, the real dreary, Hmm. flat, no dopamine thing. That's vagal. But if you go to your primary care doctor, they're not going to, you know, whack your knee with a hammer and say, oh, it's your vagus nerve. Right. (laughs) There's no diagnosis for that. It's more of a systemic thing. So if you're looking for a test, the the easiest thing to do is take your blood pressure. Mm. You got high blood pressure. That means you have low vagal tone. If your resting heart rate is typically over 60, yep. you have poor vagal tone. Now, if your resting heart rate's below 40, you might have too much vagal tone. Mm. So there are sweet spots in all these things. And then today we've got cool technologies like uh, the Apple Watch, the Oura Ring, the Whoop Bands, Fitbits, Garmin's, all this wearable tech. And many of the higher end ones give you the ability to record something called HRV which is heart rate variability. And that's the gold standard for measuring your overall vagal tone. Mm -hmm. So in general, the higher your HRV, the healthier your vagus nerve system is. Oh, that's what that means. I've been looking at my HRV number and going, I think I'm doing all right. I have no idea. You just said you started craving Harvey's and you don't even know why. You just thought HRV. You're like, I need onion rings. I don't know why. Yeah, I had no idea what it was. Yeah. Where are you seeing your HRV, Chris? On an Apple Watch. Oh, is it above okay. zero? Is that bad? <laughs> I think it means I think it means you're alive. So oh, that's oh, a really oh, good start. <laughs> Very healthy, elite level Vegas nerve people. You know the the elite athlete that can sit there in the highest stress situation and be calm. Yes. Their uh, HRV will typically run north of seventy five. Oh, okay. Mm. But, uh, okay, so this is a time when the number is a really good. Yeah, is is a good is a good thing. Okay, and a spot shot's not the key. It's not like you know you take your pulse. Oh, it's sixty five. I've got to run harder. It's uh, you want to take regular HRV readings over time right. and look at the trend. And so many people who do this notice that their HRV tanks Sunday night into Monday because they're stressed out about Monday. Mm, but it's great Friday night into Saturday. So again, it's a way to measure how you're adapting to the stress of your world. The other thing is resting heart rate while you sleep. So if you just take your pulse every morning, if you notice your pulse is going up, up, up every morning, that means your vagal tone is getting worse. Okay. Which means you're getting stressed out. You need to recover. You need a day off. Could that be because you had a lousy sleep? Exactly. All these contributing factors to stress management can be measured, and they're all factors of the vagus uh, vagus nerve. Uh, if you want to do functional medicine, if you're into you know seeing pretty color pictures and 
looking at different parts of your body. Uh, you can spit in a tube, take a saliva sample, send it off. You want to take four to five samples throughout the day, and they can measure your cortisol over the day, which is your stress hormone. People that make way too much cortisol or no, no cortisol at all typically have very poor vagal tone. And so you can actually be overstressed or so far stressed that you can't make stress chemistry anymore. And right. that causes uh, poor vagal tone. Mm. And in the recent sleep episode with Dr. Christine Matheson, she said there's also the delayed uh, cortisol release, which means that you get that hit at like three o'clock in the morning, which is not when you need the cortisol because you really just, you need to right. be sleep sleeping. So I just opened the Aura Ring app. My HRV, I think is saying, is that what the readiness is called? Nope. On the oh. readiness, you can look at HRV. Just it'll give you a number for the day, and uh, if you want to see your your tracking numbers, you can just under readiness you'll click heart rate variability. So tap readiness, and then you'll see HRV. Okay, HRV I, balance. It's saying pay attention. That means you're overworked. So, so I just gross. did the same thing, <laughs> and my HRV for the day is ninety six. The resting rate's forty three. So I guess we can contribute that to the acupuncture. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, my average HRV says 37 MS and a max of 58 yeah. MS. So that's pretty low. It means you've been under a lot of stress like most Canadians. And uh, you could probably, you know, take that wandering vagus nerve to the woods for a week or to the ocean for a week and recover. All right. So moving on to the term tone. Yeah. Because in episode 86, you talked about stimulating. So I think a lot of people may have come away from that thinking, okay, so what do I do? You know, do I ever run or do it, you know, like, because you think stimulating is going to be something that you got to ramp it up. But right. the ter term tone comes up all the time when you read anything about the vagus nerve. So is it that you got to work this nerve, you know, like you got to pump iron and it's like something to do with weights or can we dive into that a little bit more for better understanding yeah yesterday was leg day today's gonna be vegas day exactly that's <laughs> what i'm that, that's it right <laughs> no um it's easier to understand this concept of nerve tone if you think of tug of war okay so if both sides are equally matched there's tension on the rope okay okay so that's tone on that line if there's an imbalance to one side or the other, the line moves, correct? Mm. So the vagus, or when we talk about vagal tone, we're trying to keep consistent tension on that nerve. When that happens, you make appreciable amounts of nerve chemistry, which help keep you calm, keep you balanced, fight back against stress, help digestion, reduce heartburn, help weight loss and all that. If you end up with slack on the line, Yep. Right or low tone, then you lose that uh, momentum that you had. So the vagus nerve, it, it's one of the uh, most ancient pieces of our anatomy. So when you trace it back into the brain, it, it comes from the medulla oblongata, and that's some old brain area. 
And I'm waiting for Chris to quote. <laughs> I was just, uh, I looked uh, down uh, on the I Zoom know. screen at Chris. No, no, I was yeah, yeah, no, I know where you're going with that. <laughs> I was just waiting for it. <laughs> like, just I threw it out there. I can't believe he didn't step in. <laughs> <laughs> you're wrong, Colonel Sanders. <laughs> Listen, but anyways, there the are point there. <laughs> Never, That's laughter, never right? Mind. <laughs> laughter stimulates the vagus nerve. Yay, we're all doing better. We're all, Yay. We're all we're all flexing the medulla <laughs> emblongada. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but it, being that it's that old and that uh, ancient, we're all hardwired to be healthy there. So it shouldn't be something we have to work at. It's okay. something that happens when you're at rest. Right. When, when you're trying to create that that mindfulness moment, that 15 minutes of nothing, the the anger, the frustration, the fear, the stress, it all bleeds out of that nerve and you maintain a nice, healthy tone. So the fight or flight system isn't trying to attack it. So whatever makes you laugh, I say cue it up. And that's one way to improve vagal tone. I've heard a lot of questions, too, about, hey, what can I take? First of all, a lot of people are willing to go out of their way to get supplements to try and help something, but they're not willing to change what got them in the trouble in the first place. Right. So if they're not looking at diet and lifestyle first, supplements won't take you all the way home, right? The concept is they're supplemental to another system that you've employed. Got it. That being said, if your vagal tone is poor, you can't make the chemistry in your stomach to digest vitamin B12. Mm. So if you have low B12 or you suffer from anxiety, depression, or anemia, that's another medical sign that the vagus nerve is not doing its job. If you're vegetarian or vegan, you need to make sure that you're doing everything you can to stay calm and cool because you need more B12 than uh, a meat eater. Right. Yep, that methyl B12 spray is part of my daily routine and has been for a long gotta time. Gotta have it, yeah. Gotta have it, gotta have it, and it tastes good. That's available on spurtright.com. Heartburn is another symptom. If you have chronic heartburn, but your proton pump inhibitor drugs make it better, mm-hmm. then you need to look at ways to stimulate and support your vagus nerve because you're already dealing with a B12 deficiency and chances are the stress caused the heartburn. Okay, and describe another another word or name for proton pump oh, inhibitors. Omeprazole, Prilosec, Nexium, any of the purple pills. Any of the antacid type things? Yeah, Asifex, right. any of those things. Uh, Tums. You right, know, Zantac. You can actually use Tums to support your vagus nerve because Tums is nothing but really cheap calcium. Right. Mm, and but calcium. not very absorbable. No, it's not going to do anything for your blood or bones, but it can be calming. The calcium is naturally calming. Once you kind of, you've listened to this a time or two and you figure out that your vagus nerve, you know, it could be a little on the, it's on the kneading of tone side, let's say, you know, maybe you've tied in your digestive issues at your sleep, your mood, your mental health, your anxiety, your panic attacks or whatever. Fine. Take the B12 so that that helps. But what are the other things? Can we throw out a bit of a list of, of what you can do? And, you know, you talked about lifestyle. So what are the major things? I, I know some things, the breathing techniques, I've heard of nostril breathing, um, you know, the alternate nostril breathing kind of things. Mm -hmm. 
Tonight. Well, we could talk about the Wim Hof method, right? Hold your yes. breath for seconds and shove oh. your head under the ice. Yes, the Wim Hof method. Oh, I'm, gosh, me and the Wim Hof method. The stories I can tell you about the Wim Hof method. I think oh. you stated the Wim Hof once, didn't you? So, so now you got to expand on that, seeing as Chris is making fun of it. <laughs> Sorry, what was it again? Shake your head underwater? Is that what you said? You know, you hold your breath for 30 to 60 seconds and then you plunge your face into icy water. Oh, and that just, will reset bagel tone. Well, there's like two different Wim Hof things, right? There's well, the, bre- there's the breathing. The yeah, yeah. I know there's the breathing and then there's the, the change in temperatures. Yeah. So you can search Wim Hof method. It's a, there's a story about a guy who's kind of amazing with physiology and they studied his body forever, but he could walk across a Tibetan glacier barefoot in his underwear and yep. be fine um and what that does is you know it's just showing how our human physiology is way more amazing than we're giving it credit for yeah and even if you feel trapped and stuck in life you know you you do have the power within to break out of that trap mm-hmm. so the Wim Hof story is about how to break out of some of the most uh, despair situations in life just by exploring nature and, uh, you know, not being afraid to take a cold shower once in a while. Now, Chris, do you remember yes. that I taught that I've talked about at the end of when I have my shower, a then I shower. shoot shoot cold water yep. onto, you know, for as long as I possibly can started right. off with like, you know, a nanosecond before I screamed. And now I'm up to I mean, I could stand there for a minute. Easy with that cold wow. water or that cold plunge or whatever. And that is honestly through time and just building up resiliency. Yeah. So back to the laundry list, Davis of things to do. We're talking about breathing. So that would come under meditating sleep. Gotta have sleep. If you're uh, working swing shifts or you're working nights, you're going to have poor bagel tone. Yeah. Okay. The easiest way to appreciate this is if you spend your whole day in a high stress mode, yeah. then there's no give or take from the Vegas system because it has to give everything to that fight or flight system. And you can't just stop, right? You have to unwind. Mm-hmm. So I found some interesting research and I thought of Chris when I was looking this up and it's all about setting the mood because the study was done on women who had had complete spinal cord injuries but we're still able to have an orgasm and they couldn't figure it out. They're like, wait a minute, that there's no wiring for it. But it turns out that those vagus nerves synapse into the cervix. And so because of this research study, which could have been a really wild study, wow. we know now that setting up the mood, uh-huh. okay, or relationships yes. is key. So yes. you've got to learn to set the mood, set the tone to get, your meditation going to prepare to work out, even to have a massage, you got to kind of, you don't just jump off your phone and jump on the table and say, okay, make me relax. Right. You've got to prepare the moment. And that, if you think about eating and preparing food, right, there's a whole sequence through Mm -hmm. the meal. But, you know, back to setting the mood, I'm sure we all have (laughs) techniques for that. I'm a a little confused why a study about um, paraplegic (laughs) women and their orgasms made you think of me. I'm trying to figure out the correlation there. One of the researchers looked like you, and he kept talking about the oh. myth of the female orgasm. Oh. And they just okay. couldn't figure out how that this makes more sense. 
<laughs> you are you're I, you may be a smart man, but you're a jerk. <laughs> no, no laughter, man. However, we do it. <laughs> Any information and details expressed during this podcast can be found at SproutWrite.com or LeannePhillipson.com. <laughs> okay, so just through this, everyone listening who is la- laughing their head off as they're walking down the street or they're trying to listen to this, I don't know, wherever you are, we've just toned everyone's Vegas nerve just by that one. Thank you, Chris. That's awesome. I don't know. Oh, why. yeah, and humming. Oh, That yes. was another humming, one, right? Yes. Humming. Humming. Mm. Mm, we Things can all do that, that for... Mm. Mm. Yes, lots of... Mm. Things that make you go... Hmm. And not oh, in a cinnamon roll or anything like that. That's counterproductive. <laughs> That's totally count... Yeah, totally counterproductive. Yeah. So if someone was, like, quite seriously on it, like, even just as you were saying all of those things, setting the mood, I think that what came up for me as you were saying that was the transitions throughout the day. Yep. And I think perhaps even observing, like when I finish work and then I get in the car and I'm driving home and I'm trying to find the fastest way, get around the traffic, all that stuff. And then maybe even listening to the news to see what, you know, might've happened just for five minutes to catch up. It is not relaxing, even though I finished my day of work. Mm-hmm. So that transition, I do recall a few times, you know, coming home and insisting the first thing I did was to go out for a walk with my dog. And when I was aware, actually, when I was intentionally doing it is really what I should say. It made a huge difference as opposed to <gasps> got to get the dog out, got to do this, got to do that. Then I got to make dinner. Then, I, you know, it's like you, you just do not get off that treadmill of the day. Right. Ritual is key. Routine yeah. is very important. I hear from a lot of uh, healthcare professionals right now who have either retired or quit their job for whatever reason. They've noticed that being in that super high stress position for the last two years and now having none, they feel worse because they're out of their routine. You know, so if you're the kind of person that leaves a very busy life. And you immediately go on vacation, like, we got to hurry up and go away so I can relax. And then you yes. get sick the first couple of days or you don't feel well. That's, you know, the old that is that your body's trying to come down off of that stress high. Right. So if you can create a ritual for travel, then you can bring yourself down into that moment and not have such a shock on the system. Mm. You know, everybody's got their own techniques, but there's another technology. I don't know a lot of, a lot of people that probably don't even know they have it. But, you know, being in the Motor City, the car companies are now transportation companies and they are looking at ways to improve the overall operator experience, right? Not the driver's experience. They're an operator now. Right. You're getting everybody ready for self-driving vehicles. Got it. On the new vehicles, if you've got an interface in the touchscreen system, they have a lot of mood settings. And they'll actually play like relaxation tones that will change the lighting and the climate control. So there are settings on your vehicle to even help you set up bagel tone. They're usually called experience modes. Right. If you have a newer car, 2021 or newer, check out and see if your vehicle has experience modes. It's really wild stuff. 
Okay, and wow. if you don't, then could you just use an app? You could use an app with yeah. mood and some rain or yep. running water or something like that. Or just just going know, YouTube, on classical music. Yeah. YouTube meditation music. Don't be confused when it says the Vegas experience. Like me, yeah. Yeah. Suddenly yeah. there's a, a, a there's a mirror ball drops from the ceiling and glitter <laughs> fires out of the <laughs> out of the vents. Yeah. That's in the new <laughs> Tesla, not the old Tesla. Right. Right. It's really very, cool. very cool. And to do with exercise. Yep. So are we talking more go for a run? Are we talking more yoga? Or so you know, where's the sweet spot in that? When we look at the data that's recorded to measure vagal performance, we're still talking heart rate variability, blood pressure, and heart rate. Yep. And if you think of what the word Vegas means, it means the wanderer. Yeah. So it's the wandering nerve. Yep. So think about just play. You're just wandering. You're having fun. You're not tracking every rep, every set, measuring every ounce of performance. Just, you know, go shoot some hoops, go shoot some pucks. Yeah. Go get lost in a, you know, a small city park. Don't go to Algonquin. That's a different kind of loss. Hmm. Um, but there are benefits to literally getting lost on purpose. You have to relax to find your way back. You know, and the first rule of survival is don't panic. Mm -hmm. Except where are we today? Yeah, We're in panic. Yeah. No, we're not <laughs> listening to rule number one. No. It's uh, There's a lot of panic around and has been for a long time. Yeah. The, at the end of the day, the more vagal tone you have, the healthier your nervous system is. So if you wanted to shoot for something over your entire life, you know, some people are like, oh, I've never weighed this much or I've never looked like this. Get off those images for a minute. If you can measure your vagal tone over your lifespan, that's something you have control over long term. Right. And, and there's nothing better than not feeling trapped and having some level of control over how you feel. I've said times to my kids, you know, you can change how you feel. And they immediately say, no, I can't. This is just how I feel. And perhaps that's something that I think just for all of humanity, they need to understand that, yeah, there are moments where you can't, where it doesn't feel like you can control it, but you can. I mean, we're the only ones that can. And it's not necessarily going to be like a hard right. And all of a sudden you're super angry and you move on to, you know, skipping along and being happy, but, you know, just working up the scale and it doesn't really matter whether it's your feelings or, you know, I'm even thinking about the sort of foods to eat to support your vagus nerve and ev and everything. If you're somebody who hits the drive through every single day, you are not going to go and start to eat kale and quinoa every, you know, it's just not going to be, gross. it's not going to, I know exactly. It's not my, <laughs> two of my least favorites anyway, but you're not, you're not going to get there. All you're going to do is you're, you know, either order something different on the drive through or pack something and don't do drive through today. And those are the kind of things I think that, that are, going to make the biggest difference because the whole lifestyle situation is what needs to change. And that, of course, does include what you're eating. So the next time you go shopping, there's less boxes, there's less packaging in all the foods that are in your basket where you have more whole foods and something you need to cook because if you're cooking, then you're also in that transition and that intentional way to eating. So it's a really, it's a global thing. It's a whole other day. It's a lot of work too, but it's worth it. And if you had to pick one diet, it would be any diet that promotes alkalinity. 
Right. Because if you're in a healthy pH environment, you're naturally creating vagal tone. Okay. So that's more plant-based. Typically, lots of greens. Yeah. Um, yeah. Typically, you're not getting more than 40 grams of animal protein per day. Right. And and just making sure that it's more of a Mediterranean type style diet. Yeah. Any meal at a fast food restaurant is not alkalizing. Right. Even the alkaline water is not alkalizing at a fast food restaurant. But stress is acidic. Fear is acidic. Anger is acidic. You know, hope, love, joy, they're alkalizing. So again, mm. pay attention to what you eat, but also who you're with, what you're thinking, what you're reading. Yeah. And uh, you definitely can't, you know, wake up in the morning, sit down, turn on the CBC, start flicking through the website and maintain a level of Zen. <laughs> it doesn't happen. No. Right. It's tough. So. It depends on your viewpoint on life. Yes. The view. Where have we heard that before? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all about it. Really, it comes down to point of view. Yeah. There are some people that find it extremely stressful. Um, I guess most. And there's the rare few that can look at life and the craziness that it is today and actually find their own comfort in that. To be honest, and I, I, I think I'm one of them. It's, it, yeah, it helps to have a good point of view. It, and it yeah. all centers here. It's sort of that, that old adage of when there's a plane, when the plane's going down and the masks drop from the ceiling and they always, you know, the parents first thought is to put the mask on the child. But really, you yeah. should be putting the mask on yourself first. Because yeah. without you, they're dead for sure. And that's a morbid yeah. way of looking at it. But it's kind of like, you've got to be sure that you feel good. That, right. That where your point of view is good. And then you can allow that to permeate to the rest of the family, to the kids, to your significant other, that sort of thing. And then you realize that, no, man, those masks aren't even real, man. This isn't happening. <laughs> but you did mention something very important. I wanted to make sure everybody knows this. And that is the family aspect of this concept. So vagal tone, vagal health is genetic. And we now know that the more stress and anxiety that mom experiences in the first two trimesters will permanently imprint on the child's vagal system. Uh -huh. So that child then becomes more prone to fight or flight and uh -huh. has a hard time improving vagal tone. But wait, there's more. You have control over 80% of that because while it's a cool sounding nerve, this nerve is really a receiver. It's like a microphone. 80% of this nerve's job, nerve's job is to receive data from the environment. And one day we'll talk about epigenetics, but you can change your genetics in one generation depending on how you respond to your environment. So if we can start early in life teaching children that it's okay to relax, that it's okay to play, that you don't have to be so performance driven 24 seven, uh -huh. you can reverse that genetic pattern. Wow. But That's families powerful. need to be okay with it. Yeah. yeah. That was not modeled to me. And I know that I have never been someone that just sits my butt down and even picks up a book, right? you know, and just relaxes. And no, maybe, maybe, book. maybe that's, you know, all I wrote too. Yeah. yeah. Too. That was stressful. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> you know, but it is, it's, I have to train myself to not keep going. It is intentional for me to 
sit down and do nothing or, you know, even just meditate or do my yoga or you talked about routine and, and, and doing all those kind of things. And I'm very aware of not modeling that to my kids. That's wonderful. And you being a sound healer, Mm-hmm. We haven't talked about this yet, but you know the system of chakras in the body. Yeah, every nervous component of our body can be related to different chakras. The vagus nerve is tied into the throat chakra mm-hmm. because when you see how it controls the muscles of speech, people that have a hard time telling their story, speaking up for themselves, speaking their truth, have a very hard time creating vagal tone and staying calm. And so they live in a life of very high stress. And if they can just literally get it off their chest. And so the power of talk therapy, the power of prayer, group therapy, et cetera, is still powerful for this conversation. Yeah. Interesting. And, and some sound healing over the throat, of course. Yep. Use the tuning forks over the over all the areas, really. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, just uh, first of all, I want to say, Chris, what you said about the mask and everything that was that just summed up so much in what you said. So I I definitely want to recognize that and say that got me. That was awesome. So thank you for sharing your perspective and how you look at things, because I think that there are a lot of people that don't. And that's something to aspire to. Okay, we could keep going forever. I know because it's so interesting, you know, being a part of this conversation and and creating this for our loyal listeners who I really feel like this topic is not your normal. It's not, you know, other things that I've been asked for lately. This was definitely driven by something that I came across and then kept coming across. So I really hope that this has opened up uh, you know, discussions, Davis, you said that people are reaching out to you, which is great. I've had, uh, I've had some tremendous comments on, uh, on Instagram. Someone said this was the best episode that they've ever listened to or podcast episode, not even just eat this with. So I'm thrilled that this is having an impact. So thank you for your genius, Davis. Thank you for your genius, Chris because without either of you, then we wouldn't be doing this. Well, so, thank you thank for you. putting me in the same sentence as Davis. That's very nice. You guys rock. <laughs> do, do, do. What a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he talked about a lot again. I think we had a really dynamic conversation, don't you, Chris? Like there is a lot to health other than just what you put in your mouth. And as a nutritionist, I just think it's so important to focus on the food. Yes, because it's foundational. But all the things we talked about with Dr. B, I think everyone can pay attention to. Absolutely. And it's really, really nice to see a guy with his background and his education level um, really take the, not only the approach with the medicine side of it, right? Not just medicine, but it's connected to the food. It's connected to your mental uh, state. Like it's all woven into one basket. Yeah. Right. And it's all about what we put in our own basket that, that, you know, in, in terms of how we live our lives. 
that's what I love about him and I love about you. And, and yeah, I could, I mean, I'm yeah. gushing now, but I'm so <laughs> proud you. of my children. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it really, you know, it does, it takes a village and I think that we've created a, a pretty good village here. And that's mm. also going to be supportive of the vagus nerve. So what I really wanted to do just to finish off, because Dr. Uh, Dr. B. Davis uh, gave us so much information, was just to give you a quick list. Now, there, there's a much longer list on leannephillipson.com. So head on over there because I've also added in some links. Now, to support the vagus nerve, a few things that I know that we we maybe just touched on but didn't go into a little bit more depth that I wanted to share here is breathing. There are four different aspects to breathing that you can check out. And again, this is on leannephillipson.com. So there's alternate nostril breathing, which sounds a bit weird. And it does take some brain thought to sit there and plug one nostril and breathe in and exhale out the other nostril. So I've got a video from Yoga with Adrian, and she takes you through how to do it and messes it up. And it's hilarious. And it's a lot of fun. So there's no perfection involved in what she does, which is why I love it. We talked about Wim Hof. <laughs> you were laughing at that one, Chris. <laughs> now, Wim Hof, he's he's like the cold, the ice man. He does this particular type of breathing. Again, I've added in a link so you can just click right through onto YouTube. And these are things that I've tried myself too. So I'm not just throwing this out there. There's also the diaphragmatic or belly breathing. This is the type that you're going to get uh, talked through and walked through at any yoga class that you ever go to. But this is the fourth type of breathing that you can really focus on, showing you how important breath and breathing is. And then the last one is, is maybe you never don't notice this. So this is a really cool one to, to think about is focus on breathing through your nose, not through your mouth. And it was a couple of episodes ago, I think I mentioned about having a dentist on and it's actually my dentist and he always talks about mouth breathing. And when you're a mouth breather at night and you're sitting there, you're probably snoring or you're not sitting there, you're laying there, you're asleep, you don't know what's going on. But there's also something called mouth taping where you take a small piece of tape and you just tape your mouth gently closed so that you start to train yourself to breathe through your nose at nighttime. And it changes so much the acidity of your body the alkalinity of your body you want to be more alkaline than, than acidic anyway that's another thing now i talked about this too is use the cold water at the end of the shower but if that's just a little too scary for you right now just go get a cold compress and put it on your face or even put it on the back of your neck or put it on your on the front of your neck as well sitting in stillness and just soak up some quiet mo moments while just focusing on your breath. This can happen at any given moment in your day or just as a meditation technique, or you can, you know, put aside a few minutes or five minutes. But honestly, as one of the really quick things to do is maybe just as you're making your next cup of tea or taking your next glass of water or whatever it is, you just stand there and you do four or five breaths really intentional breaths. And those things all add up. Dr. B talked about kindness, charity. You could compliment people for no good reason. When you go out on your walk, which of course is one of the things, get out into nature, it's just smile at strangers. Just have a <laughs> smile on your face as you're walking around. It feels goofy, but, but 
But the feedback that you'll get from people is also just a huge lift in energy. It depends. And also, I was going to say well, it depends on where you are when you do that. Uh, okay. Some of the small towns out there, that happens quite a bit. But my, okay. first, my first experience working in Toronto, yeah. um, that was me, right? I was, um, you know, hokey McHokey walking down the street, looking yeah. everybody in the eye, smiling, saying good morning, right? And the the fear in their eyes was was, palp- no, really? was palpable, right? Just oh like, no, why is this okay. guy talking to me? What does he want to sell me? I don't get it. What are you doing? Right? It yeah. was very. It was so. It just it depends on where you are. Unnerving. I, I agree yeah. with it wholeheartedly that yeah. you should do that no matter where you are. Compliment yeah. somebody, talk to somebody, smile at somebody, yeah. make them laugh, do a funny face, whatever it is. I think that's great. But you, you're gonna be you're gonna be stressing some other people out at the same time as helping your own uh, vagus nerve. Right. <laughs> you might right. be stressing right. somebody else's out. Yeah, you might be, or you might uplift them from a moment where you they're might. just really having Absolute, a bad day. So absolutely. let's stay in that positive okay, headspace. Let's do that. Okay, let's do that. Okay, you can also hum. You can use the um if you like to. You can sing. You can play music and sing along. That's super uplifting. Or watch anything that makes you laugh. Find some comedian. Whenever I'm in the car and I'm sort of getting a little bit sleepy and driving, if I can't turn, can't you know get off the road at that particular moment, my daughter will go and put on Michael McIntyre who's a British comedian and we laugh and laugh and laugh and I am good to go then. So it's, you know, there's a double whammy on that one. Diet wise. Well, you know that I'm going to say eat a whole foods diet as Dr. B said, stick more to the Mediterranean type diet, limit your sugar, your alcohol, your package, your processed foods, lay off those stimulants. And he called out those, those uh, energy drinks too. up your seriously increase your magnesium intake. Whenever I do my free 15 minute consultation with anyone who wants some more information about what supplements and the take this by Leanne line, then I'm always saying, how much of that magnesium are you taking? And then they end up saying oh, about a hundred milligrams or one pill. I'm like, yeah, double it, triple it. or maybe even 400 milligrams a day. And they say, what? Depends on the form. So the magnesium bisglycinate that you find on SprouteRight.com, you can increase in dosage and it can have a pretty quick effect. Also, while you're there, add in the liposome B complex to it because that's super helpful for stress. Dr. B mentioned in episode 86, the bio A curcumin. And also I would say throw in the bio boost probiotic while you're at it for gut support. You can do exercise, book a massage, do some reflexology, have a gratitude journal that you write in at nighttime so that you focus on the good and not the crummy. There's a few other things over on leannephillipson.com so that you can go through a list and just choose something. Choose one thing that you're going to focus on and move forward. So I truly hope that both of these episodes have opened your eyes to a whole new concept that you didn't and weren't aware of, didn't know about. And it's really deepened your understanding of what you can do to help yourself further. So thanks so much for being along. Head over to leannephillipson.com or sproutright.com for more information. Reach out on social media, share, share, share this podcast with people who need to know it. Rate it. Let them know that it's worthy of ending up in their podcast folder and subscribe. So thank you so much for being along. Thank you to Dr. B. As always, thank you. Thank you to you, Chris 
for sharing your thoughts and your vulnerability because it also just, it makes us all, I don't know, it helps our vagus nerve. Because if we're not laughing, then, you know, then we're just feeling that, that, that kind of like that cuddle and that hug through the airwaves while you're listening to this. So thanks so much again for being along. And please remember to eat this one mouthful at a time.